0: Welcome to the Timitude Podcast, where we have stimulating and all-inspired conversations with thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. In this special episode, I speak to Terry Brooks and Michelle Shike, two impactful women, both movers, making a difference in their immediate communities, mobilizing goodwill and generosity to impact those in need around them at this time of COVID-19 both michelle and terry are everyday people business women women of faith and devoted to family who have chosen to model generosity and kindness at a time when most of the world is inward focused and self-preserving in so many ways these two phenomenal women model and represent the best of us and what is possible when we choose to embrace the greater good and what is possible as a result listen in as they share such uplifting and heartwarming perspectives from the experiences that will certainly inspire you. It's such a blessing to be reminded of the overflow of goodness, generosity, and goodwill even at such a time. And I'm reminded of the words of scripture that says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. I hope this encourages you to look around you and see how you're able to help a family member, a friend, a colleague, or even someone in your street who needs your help at this unprecedented time.
1: So one of the things that I also believe in is that God put me here on earth for a plan and a purpose. And that purpose is to be his eyes, his heart, his hands, and fit to the broken and the marginalized, to help others, to make other people's dreams come true, and to change their circumstances
2: in a a small way. Um, what I did notice, um, you know, when, when I initiated, um, the request for, for items is that, you know, what race, culture, religion played absolutely no part. Um, you know, charity goes beyond all those borders. Um, you know, I've, it's, it's, you know, surprisingly I've expect, um, I receive stuff from people that are. Less fortunate than me, um, you know, people that brought one ton of, of, of something, um, you know. Uh, and, and I've said to people, you know, one ton can help a family.
0: Let's pull together. We are the human family after all, and we shall get through this. All we need is kindness and generosity more than ever. Listen in and be inspired to action. So, you guys are absolutely phenomenal in your own right. Um, Beautiful sisters in the house, you know, that's a lovely thing you have in common. Uh, Lovers of Jesus, believers, you know, it's absolutely beautiful. And then this wonderful thing, and I thought just to have all of us in the same room, um, both of you have been doing very, very interesting and outstanding campaigns uh, during this period to help the community around us. And uh, so, um, yeah, so Terry, meet Michelle, Michelle meet Terry. (laughs) Lovely
2: to meet uh, you, Michelle. Same here, Terry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So look, so I think to start us off with, um, I, I just actually just want you guys to share your story in terms of what you've been doing and why. Why community, you know, when everybody's saving, trying to save their family and their skin, why are you bothered to help somebody else? <laughs> Terry, you look like you want to say something.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Um, I, will, I will start. You, As you rightly said, that I, I love God. I'm a Christian. I'm married to my best friend, Mel Brooks, who's one of the kindest Person that I share a lot of value with, with, and one of those values is helping others. People who are less fortunate and always looking beyond our pain or what is bothering us to what how we can help um, other people. So, one of the things that I also believe in is that God put me here on earth for a plan and a purpose, and that purpose is to be his eyes his heart, his hands, and fit to the broken and the marginalized to help others, to make other people's dreams come true and to change their circumstances in a a small way. I follow a Zimbabwean businessman called Strive Masiwa on Facebook. And he mentioned in May that Zimbabwe was one of the few countries that had not been given debt relief aid, aid by the IMF for several reasons which I will not delve into. That really moved me because the other countries who got the relief aid could start buying their PPE and start doing preparations for COVID-19 and just to alleviate the impact. Looking at Zimbabwe, more than 70% of the people live below the poverty line, earning earning less than a dollar um, a day. And with COVID, 19 lockdown, that really impacted in terms of most of the people are in formal trade and the lockdown meant they could not put food on the table. And also a lot of people, they don't have adequate housing. So It wasn't just about the COVID-19 lockdown impacting uh, bread and butter issues, but it was also winter and with rolling blackouts, how do we keep people warm? So our um, campaign was um, food hamper mm-hmm. and Blanket Drive. Mm-hmm. And we also added an impact, um, we also in, uh, added um, a part of how do we educate the village where we were going to give the aid to on how to use the masks, how to, give, how to protect themselves, and how to sanitize their hands.
0: Wow.
2: That was the
0: campaign in a nutshell. Wow. Wow. wow, very nice. Wow, Michelle,
2: on your side. Hi there, um, guys. So, yes, uh, I also uh, attend Rivers Church, um, also uh, been a partner there for over 12 years. But apart from that, I'm married, I have three kids, um, I'm a business owner. Um, I'm also uh, the deputy chairlady of my son's school um, and uh, I'm the chairlady of my complex. So I have quite a huge network. Uh, As you know, Tim, we started a community group um, in Bramley, I've been living in Bramley for over five years, Um, and there was just this need to start this community group. I think um, we live in an era where, um, you know, you can no longer afford to live behind your high walls, um, you know, in terms of security issues, etc. So um, we started this group, we've got over 100 people on the group. Um, in addition to that, we've got uh, our ward councillors on the group as well. So um, when this pandemic started, um, there was a request from one of the councillors um, that said, you know, Michelle, uh, well, she, she actually came behind the scenes and she said, Michelle, we have a bit of a problem here. Um, you know, our current government um, has been handing out food parcels. And, you know, if you listen to the news, you would have found that it wasn't going to the right people. Um, Mm, There was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of, um, uh, you know, uh, articles that came about saying that families and friends, et cetera, were receiving it. So what actually happened was, um, if you think about it, everybody was affected by the pandemic. Um, You know, your your average households within suburbia, uh, you know, people lost their jobs. um, People were on short time. uh, They weren't receiving their normal income. Um, And what actually happened was um, government wasn't, you know, seen to these people that lived in in your suburbs. Um, And what would happen is you would find a family that perhaps lost their jobs, both husband and wife, um, could no longer then, you know, afford to pay their rent, yet alone, you know, afford to have money for groceries. Um, And they would basically contact the ward councillors and say, how do we get hold of these government food parcels Um, Mm -hmm. and it was quite unfortunate because the ward councillors would say we don't have any Um, and that's where the request came out um, you know saying can our community get together and you know um, can we see if people are willing to contribute to groceries Um, well that was the first that was the first need um, was groceries um, and then we put that out on our community group um, and apart from there, I put it out on my whatsapp profile and the response was just you know amazing i mean um, I had people from the community, I had people from my social circle, I had people uh, from my son 's school um, all came together you know contributing to gross you know uh, to the grocery um food parcel initiative Um, and then from there it went on to a request for blankets for you know for the homeless Um, and you know um, there as well people contributed wholeheartedly Um, there was a request for 31 blankets we were we were able to purchase 26 blankets Um, and um, from there uh, you know I've just had you know community members just going all out to try and assist, I've had a bakery owner um, that gave us a concession on on um, on bread, loaves of bread, um, where you know he would charge us x amount, um, provided that it was going towards you know um, our charity initiative. So you know we've done everything from groceries to blankets to bread, um, sanitary uh, uh, items, um, and you know just the generosity of people. Um, within our community, within our social circle, it's just been amazing.
0: Wow, wow. Um, And So I was actually just going to ask you around the heart of the community in terms of generosity and what your sense has been. And I think you kind of spoke to that, Michelle. I don't know, any thoughts, uh, Terry, from your experience? Do you feel people are generous, people are sensitive to people's needs and they are willing to help, but maybe sometimes there's no channel to do that? I don't know what your thoughts are.
1: It is so amazing that people love helping. People love reaching out from their point of pain and need. They're always looking out on how they can help, even in a small way. When we started the food hamper and blanket drive, I didn't even know (laughs) where and how I was going to get this money. And it's so amazing that when I put the flyer on the Connect Group, our Rivers Church Connect Group. Those were some of the first people, my church community, who started giving, like people I don't even know, who didn't even know me. And then one of the things that was kind of over and above, I'd said, okay, this is an over and above about this charity drive, was having face masks. And... I was thinking, look, if we have money enough that we raise, we will buy face masks. But it's so amazing when I put on Facebook, people that didn't even know me donated, one lady donated 150 face masks. Another Muslim guy, we, we don't even know, donated 120 face masks. And people we don't even know, some donated 500 gospel tracts. And... People from the UK who don't even know the community in Zimbabwe and people from all over like you, Tim, you and Pierre, you also donated to this drive. So there is something inside the hearts of people to to give and not to look at their needs only, but to see from that point of pain, how can I also give? Because a lot of people, like Michelle mentioned, have been impacted in a way that They've got the working fewer days, salaries salaries have been cut and so forth. And I was actually moved by one lady I used to work with. And she said, Terry, I'm sorry, I've just given you X amount. It's because I've been out of a job since September last year. So it's so amazing. It's really touching, team.
0: So heartwarming, my goodness. (laughs) I'm just curious from... Your own recollections, I don't know however far you want to go, of generosity, where did you see generosity modelled or what, what inspired, where, at what point have you seen generosity on lives? And you can, you, know, you can share personal stories, whatever the case may be. Maybe Michelle, you might want to take this one. <laughs>
2: Yes. Um, so, Tim, for me, it goes as far back as my mom and dad. Uh, we were brought up in KZ in, um, you know, uh, on a farm, a rural area. Um, and, um, you know, my, my parents uh, were not wealthy. They were not rich. Um, but basically, they had this heart of giving. Um, you know, uh, whatever we had, um, we always shared it with our neighbors. Um, you know, uh, we always looked at... Um, you know, people that had less than us. So, you know, if we had something better, if we had the first TV, um, you know, we would invite the neighbors to come over and watch TV with us. You know, there was always the sense of sharing, of community, of giving, of loving. Um, and just to bring us back to the current situation, um, what I did notice, um, you know, when, when I initiated um, the request for, for items, is that, you know what, race, culture, religion played absolutely no part. Um, you know, charity wow. goes beyond all those borders. Um, you know, I've, I, it's, it's, you know, surprisingly, I've expect, um I receive stuff from people that are... Less fortunate than me, um, you know, people that brought one ton of, of, of something, um, you know, um, and and I've said to people, you know, one ton can help a family. So, you know, we 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 didn't need huge amounts of donations and stuff like that. We would accept anything. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, just I'm so grateful um, that people donated whatever they heart desired, um, and it it actually did go out and help families in need.
0: <clears throat> wow. Wow, Terry, for you.
1: For me, it is the, the generosity is modelled in first, you know how how God gave us His only begotten Son, mm-hmm. Jesus. To you know, He He came in human form, He died for us on the cross, and and that it's just the ultimate ultimate act of generosity. And growing up, like Michelle, my mom and dad, they, we, it's four of us in our family, but we never were four of us. We had so many people staying at our house, <laughs> so many cousins that my I'm parents young, were, can relate as well. <laughs> yeah, the relatives, yeah. they were um, yeah. paying school fees, looking after, they've come to the city to look for a job or whatever. And that was just their generosity. We're not wealthy, but they would help perpetually, um, help, uh, helping. And my, my, my grand, my mom's mom, she was, She really loved, she was so generous. So all of us grandchildren would go to her home in the village. And we all loved to have a drumstick. So she had all these chickens. And I promised you the time we were there, she would be, we, we were all, take chances to have a drumstick before we, we left to go back to our homes. And it, everyone would give her money, but she would always give it back to us grandchildren, children or to other people. So that for me, she really modeled generosity as, as well.
0: Wow, wow. It's so moving to hear that. Cause I think my, and, and, I, and I think the other, this is the other side of it, which is if you really look around, People are very frustrated, you know. I don't know, short of <laughs> the fuse is very short. And there's almost this angst. And then there's almost a pulling away because now things obviously have been um, this COVID situation has really uh, made people or pushed the ages a lot of uh, around many things, whether in terms of opportunities and so on for businesses, for people who are in jobs and so on. And yet there's this other undercurrent, you know. So I don't know, when you look at both, um, I don't know what your sense is in terms of where our world finds itself in, you know. Are we finding ourselves where we are stretching more more a hand and saying, how can I help somebody? Or is it more people trying to look within and trying to conserve and self-preserve? I don't know what your thoughts are, just just broadly speaking. Because I think what you, both of you have modeled you know, you've, you really model the best of us, but there's equally sometimes the challenge of the fears that come because of the fact that, you know, there's a bit of scarcity or a sense of scarcity around, uh, you know, by virtue of, of, the, uh, of the pandemic, for example. I don't know what your thoughts are.
2: Um, Tim, let me answer that. Um, from my personal um, life, um, you know, I did say I was self-employed. Um, you know, second month into the lockdown, um, you know, I had, I had those fears. I shared those fears because um, I didn't know where my next income was coming from. Um, but, you know, I still pursued with, with the charity drive, you know, I still pursued with requesting items to help other people. Um, you know, and I do believe that God says that when you take care of, you know, his house and his people, he will take care of you. Um, and, you know, th- that, that has just proved so true for me. Um, I cannot explain to you, I had so much of uncertainty and fear, um, you know, during the lockdown, because, um, you know, I just, I couldn't understand, um, you know, with my business, we, we, we are in contact with people. And I thought... How do we run this business How do we get an income coming through and you know God defied all of that um I cannot explain to you this has been one of my busiest times ever um uh we've been so blessed um the The only explanation is it's that it's by the grace of God um you know um we've continued giving we give to the church I've been giving to the community um you know I've had people um people that have lost their jobs you know i've had pensioners that have you know just enough for themselves um that have all you know um i think just put other people first um in in a time like this uh, we realize that there are people worse off than us um and you know Mm -hmm. that we should be grateful for what we have um you know uh, yes we may be struggling yes we may have taken you know um uh, a, a decrease in our income um, but you know I've had people that really um, that, that have gone out and contributed um, that have been selfless not selfish uh, during a time like this um, and and I've seen it it's been amazing people have just been amazing during this time Wow,
1: wow. Yeah, I, do yeah. agree. I, I do agree because if I look at the people that I approached with the flyers and the concept for the drive, I can say that a large percentage of them, they gave what they could. A small percentage, let's say even 1%, they didn't give because they are already overstretched because they are giving to other charities and to other drives. There was no one who really said, I can't give because I don't have or oh, i'm also struggling that's that's that was my experience so the charity heart and spirit is very much alive in south africa and beyond what i've seen is people are looking for a structure are looking at someone who can come up with an idea of saying this is what we are doing this is the the drive we are doing, a charity drive, where we have identified these people and this is how it's going to work. And they want to be part of something but not for them to start from scratch and start looking. And they also want someone they can trust because a lot of times you give, but you never know whether what you give is going to go to the people that are intended. So once that trust has been established, there is a vehicle, there is a structure. People are more than willing to give. I've seen that awesome charity Ubuntu in nearly everyone I've encountered during this time.
0: And, and yet, uh, Terry, I know you were freaking out initially. It's like, I've never done this. How do you do it? How do you get stuff across the border? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your experience because it obviously wasn't hunky-dory. <laughs> it's like, you know, manna dropping from heaven and the angels delivering it on the other side. I don't know, just how was that for you? <laughs> and any lessons and, you know, things that you probably um, learned along the way? Initially, when
1: I, I read this, a post from Strive a uh, Facebook page and he was encouraging everyone to do something even small in the communities that they know or they are best and not to have to wait for someone to come and do something. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought maybe I should do something around, something easier, you know, or maybe just mm-hmm. some, my helper or someone I know. But I kept just in my heart you know, saying, look, if Zimbabwe has not received much of the debt relief, then I need to be doing something there. But borders are closed, so it meant it's very difficult to get things across to go to Zimbabwe. And the transporters are so exorbitant because they are the only ones. So the buses are not carrying and everything. So when I started, I at one point I wanted to give People back their money because, <laughs> <laughs> because of the um, quotations I was receiving to 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 just transport these, these blankets because we, we had about sixty two blankets. We, uh, you know, we had food hampers with uh, you know like huge food like maybe four hundred rands or four fifty rands worth of pay each hamper times fifty. So it was. At one point, someone was quoting me almost more than half of what we had raised just to move these things across to Zimbabwe. And there was a, question of are you know, a registered charity and the um, duties you have to pay because you are not, they don't know for sure that you want to give these things to charity. Maybe you just want to sell them. I was so encouraged because I shared with them, connect group, and every week, uh, you know, I just loved it, you know, everyone will ask, you know, tell us, where where are you at now, and uh, how can we pray, and, you know, just the counsel, um, you know, and the guidance I received, although it was something new, something I'd never, ever done before, so it's, and when God is in something and he wants it done, he makes a way for it to Mm -hmm. happen. You don't know because you're so scared, but I think he, like the children of of Israel, he wants you to step into the water, then you move it. If you are still out of the water, nothing is is happening. You need the courage to step out to do it, and then you'll see that he has put in place everything, and he's already made allowances, he's already made provision. So we ended up getting someone... Uh, a truck driver, we initially said, look, I'll charge you 200 rands a blanket to send it to Sim. And I'm like, but, you know, I can't do this. I just like, okay, this is not going to happen. And then he messaged me out of the blue after two days, says, okay, I'll charge you 30 rands a blanket. Yeah. And everything got there, nothing broken, nothing missing. And we got, we got put in place people in in Zimbabwe, Um, who like had a heart to also help you know and you know they made sure they did exactly what I would have done uh, because I'm such a stickler for detail you know project management I want things done professionally transparency and these people made sure everything was done accordingly to to the way that I wanted they gave up their time and they took pictures for us. And it, it was just like I was worried that I can't travel to seem to, to do it, to do the handover. But everything happened so, you know, quickly and on time because God was in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I know, Michelle, I call you the resident mayor because of <laughs> many hands. I don't know why you get to sleep because you do so many amazing things in the community, not just this oh. one. But yet, you're not Thank really you. a professional, you know. You're somebody who just throws your hat at this. I don't know what what lessons you reflect from your side, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this journey that you know. Um,
2: thanks. Thank you, that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I just feel that, um, you know, we all have a a part to play in community, uh, within your social circles, um, you know, um. We, we all have qualities that we can put to use um, and that could be useful in different situations. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I just think I have a helping heart um, and, you know, um, because I have the connection of so many different people, um, you know, we can all work together um, in helping each other, whether it be an electricity issue um, or you know raising funds to help a community. I mean, you know what our community group is about yeah. um, it's about anything and everything um,
0: <laughs> at any time <laughs> you know you
2: know. <laughs> you know at any time um, and we're all there to to help each other and you know the surprising thing Tim is that. Most of us haven't met each other face-to-face on that group. Um, You know, we know each other by name. And, um, you know, um, what what, what really stood out for me was when I did the charity drive, I had a lot of people come over and I finally put a face to their names. Ah. Um, And it was amazing, Um, you know. And I think there's a need for us at some point once lockdown is over for for, for the community just to get together um, because we work so well. Um, you know, we all respect each other. Uh, we respect each other's values, opinions. Um, I mean, we have some very heated discussions on the community, but at the end of the day, you know, we all, we all fighting the same fight. Right. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, it's, it's been amazing. And I think, you know, just when, when, when there's God in it, when there's respect in it, uh, when you respect people, um, you know, um, you know, you, you, you can overcome anything and you, and you can, you know, um, basically achieve what what, what you set your heart out to do, you know, and I think that's what we're doing as a community. I mean, the the community in bramley has been amazing.
0: Yeah, and and thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for taking that uh, trouble of, I know sometimes we butt heads and everything, (laughs) but yet you're there just, you know, like, (laughs) trying to get everybody together, you know, sometimes providing the necessary uh, tough love or guideline that we need. But all the same, just moving forward, I think it's such a, I find this a very, because I was speaking to a friend yesterday, she's in the US and I was just saying, you know, I think uh, people who go beyond themselves and uh, it's such a remarkable quality. And that's why I just, you guys stood out and I said, you know, we must have this conversation. Yeah, so so in terms of family and faith and, you know, the next generation, I don't know what your thoughts are because, I mean, I think we are all in family and we are very passionate and committed. Uh, how do we help the young ones to really uh, learn about generosity? You know, when it's YouTube, it's Netflix, it's all about your toys and, you know, there's a very strong... Commercial culture out there that is almost anti-community in a way, meaning you could almost live in a room and be okay and not need anything from anyone, because now you can order everything on Uber or using your whatever and it's delivered to you. You don't. I don't know. So, so I think more from the family side, uh, and and of course you'll comment also on the faith side um, in terms of really taking this forward.
1: I think. Um... The important thing to note is charity begins at home. We cannot be saying something to our children, but we don't practice it. Our children need to see us doing it, doing Mm -hmm. charity, being generous. And it starts not even just outside. It starts with the people who work for us in our homes. How charitable are we towards them in terms of even are we paying them a fair wage are we are they working decent hours Mm -hmm. do we know how many children they have you know if when they are sick and if maybe they don't even have school fees but maybe we are busy raising school fees for other people out there so it, it 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 starts in the home it starts with people that are closest to us and as we model this to our children our children begin to believe it and it becomes a core of who they are because they see us doing it, it becomes part of life it becomes a lifestyle i was i was reading um an article on bill gates daughter she's doing second, I think she's going into a second year of medicine. And it was so profound when you read what she has to say that she is a child or a daughter that has been raised to know that she's here on earth to add value, to look at the the marginalised to see how she can help others because there's always people who are, less need, who are more needy than she is. We have not grown in that privilege. And you can even see by the way she, she, her life is structured that she's now into medicine. And obviously she wants to help and she's going to end up you know, in philanthropy work because she doesn't need the money in, in, in terms. But that's how, it's a, it's a life of design. For our children if we want them to to be charitable if we want them to be generous it starts with the toys that they have even sharing between them and with their cousins and with um, other children so i I think that's where it starts i will let michelle
2: comment then we'll come back to the faith part of it
0: thank you thank you terry
2: Thanks, Terry. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with Terry. It's it's obviously a lifestyle issue, um, and you know the the parents need to model it. So just to take you a little bit back be- before the pandemic, Tim, um, uh, you know, generally uh, what what we did as a family was, you know, we contributed to to other charities um, just on a daily basis. You know, I would have. Eat the biscuits or food in my car, and you know, just driving around Johannesburg, um, you know, seeing people on a street corner, um, you know, I would, I would give them, you know, whatever I had in the car. So it, it became a way of life. Um, you know, th- th- that's what we did in terms of charity, and obviously, you know, the kids, um, the kids followed that. Um, you know, the, the um, just to let you know, I've got two teenagers, um, a seventeen-year-old boy and a fifteen-year-old daughter. And then we have a lot lamaki who's seven years old. Um, and, you know, with, with my children, um, they're very involved. So, you know, um, they, they're with me all the time. We do things as a family. So when we do the drop-off at Door of Hope in Hillbrow, my kids are with me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we, when we clean out the cupboards and we clean out the toys and whatever, um, you know, uh, we, we do it together as a family. And then we do the distributions together as a family. So, you know, it doesn't just leave the door and then they don't know what happens to it. Um, they, they're very part of, you know, the, the actual giving, um, and, and this includes my teenagers. Um, in terms of faith, uh, you know, we've, we've been brought up uh, in the House of Rivers. Uh, my kids are currently serving um, uh, in Rivers as well, um, and, you know, just Rivers' ethos of, of giving, Uh, giving your time, uh, giving monetary, Um, you know, uh, I will never forget the day um, where where I was sitting with my children in, you know, in the auditorium, and my son took out his wallet. And, you know, he was doing his own giving. And, you know, it blew me, it blew me away, because I didn't ask him to. Um, There was no pressure from us as a family. Um, He just felt that that's what he wanted to do. And, you know, it's obviously something that he's picked, up from seeing us do. Um, So when we would, uh, you know, give him um, his pocket money, um, he obviously put something aside for church on Sunday. And that's what's carried through with my kids. So when we give, I don't give on behalf of my family. We each give, uh, you know, (laughs) of our own, which has been amazing, Um, you know, especially for teenagers, you know, um, you know, teenagers, as you said, can be very selfish. Um, But, you know, I've just found that, um, the principles that we apply at home and the principles that we, you know, the church has has taught the kids. Um, we seem to be working hand in hand. My my kids are not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. They're not on Twitter. They they actually not on any social media. They feel no pressure to be on social media. Um, you know. Uh, We've had to have very serious conversations, uh, you know, discussing consequences of what happens <laughs> when, when you get onto social media and the responsibility that goes with that, um, you know. So um, it, it's been a learning curve for all of us um, as parents, uh, as a family, um, you know, um, the kids are very grounded. Um, you know, they love church. They, they love serving at church. It's, it, they, they're not pushed into it. They haven't been forced into it. Um, you know, I have days where they say to me, mommy, um, you know, can you drop us off at youth? And, you know, it's just that afternoon where I just want to have time on my own. <laughs> you know, I've had an exhausting day and then I've got two teenagers saying, but you've got to drop us off at youth, mom. Um, you know, and these are the kind of kids they they, they literally plugged into church and they love it. So, um, you know, it's been amazing, uh, doing life with my children. Um, you know, and um, they teach us things, um, you know, I've realized we've got to stay open minded. Um, I've seen them give, um, you know, um, um, and, I, and I think I'm just so grateful that they're teenagers and yet they're not influenced uh, by social media and the external world. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's been really good. It has been good with my family.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Terry, uh, you wanted to comment on the faith side, and then I think we'll just head towards a wrap-up after that. Uh, Of course, Michelle, you can add on also, just if there's anything else that you want to add around the faith side. Um, Terry?
1: On the faith side, um, the biggest thing I feel is the Word of God says, train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they grow, or they'll not depart from it, and and this is this is so true, because I I remember we I grew up in church in Sunday school, we moved on, you know, we all went even out of the country for university, etc. And even if uh, you'd go wayward or you do other things, you still knew that there is God. You still knew that you know what, I need to pray. I need to have a Bible, which definitely God promises us. And, and this promise is true that, you know, once you train your child in the way of God, you will not depart from it. It always comes back. And it's about teaching our children, what is our faith all about? Our faith is all about generosity. It's about saving others because Christ came to save us. So that, that's the big picture. That, that, that's, the, you know, that's what it's all about. That's why we, we are here. And our faith tells us to be salt, yeah. to be light. So for our children, what does that mean? If you are salt, you're adding value. You are doing something for someone. You are seasoning someone else's life you are lighting up someone's world where there was darkness. You know, when someone didn't have food, they didn't have school fees, they didn't, you, you know, so it's all about how can I bring a smile to someone's face? That's, that's what our faith is all about. And I think for our children is to know our faith is ripped up into, around these two things, to love God and to love others.
0: Mm, I like that: and it doesn't
1: oh. matter the color of skin, it doesn't matter the status of that person, whether it's your helper, whether it's a waiter, um, whether it's the president, whether it's your teacher, it's just to deal with love with everyone, deal in love with everybody.
0: Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Michelle.
2: Yeah, um, I must add to Terry, um, you know, what I found uh, being, uh, being a parent, especially to teenagers, is that they don't have the same hangups that we do. Um, you know, they don't <laughs> see color. <laughs> they don't see color. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't see color. They don't see religion. They don't see politics. Um, you know, they, they just love their friends for who they are. Um, you know, he's my friend, you know, um, they don't, if you have to ask what race, It's like, why is that important? Mom? Like, you know, um, so I think, I think it's like a, more like an older generation thing, um, you know, where, where we focus on a person and the race and the culture and the religion and whatever. But what I've noticed with my kids is that, you know, none of that plays a part. Um, they love uh, friend A or friend B, um, you know, and, and they see, they, they they don't see anything beyond that. That's their friend, um, you know uh the same thing with um you know with with helpers. um what i've noticed with my children is that you know they they share the same love um you know everybody gets treated equally um you know there there's no different um you know um the way he he says please and thank you to mom is the way he would say that to the gardener so um you know he I, he doesn't judge i think in terms of what job you do um and and this hasn't been intentionally taught to him. So, you know, I, I think it's just what they see, um, you know, this is how dad speaks to people. This is how mom speaks to people. And, and they pick up on that. And, and, you know, that, that's the way um, they treat other people. So, um, you know, I, I just believe in terms of faith, um, like Terry said, you know, if you train a child in the way of of, of God, you know, basically you equip them for life, um, you know, um, I think, especially with teenagers, it's so important for teenagers to to be plugged into church. Um, I mean, no. at the moment during the lockdown, my my teenagers, you know, cannot wait for youth um, online. Um, we cannot wait for the, the Sunday <laughs> services. Sometimes yeah. we watch it more than once, you know. On a Sunday. I know. <laughs> okay so i'm not the only one doing that tim yeah yeah <laughs> um you know uh, you know we miss the interaction of people and um you know i think we're just a family that love people regardless of race culture religion we, we are just you know people loving people um so yeah
0: yeah so just uh, maybe your closing thought in terms of um one, people out there at uh, this time, I think there's need to really just give people encouragement because I think people are still going through a lot of f- difficult times. And then secondly, others who are, you know, to who are feeling they want to do something, but maybe they feel helpless and they don't know what to do. Um, and then lastly, you know, if I know you guys are still active in whatever you're doing, or, you know, maybe uh, you can also just share any contacts or anything that... Uh, of course, I'll still post that later, um, you know, of how people can still get in touch or anything like that. So uh, I think Michelle probably want to jump on this one. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, so, you know, Tim, uh, during, um, during this lockdown season, I've met quite a few people, um, you know, that, that um, you know, just were hopeless, um, you know. And uh, what I've basically said to them is that, um, you know, um, we've been, m- my family, uh, you know, we, we've actually been through the worst. Uh, being self-employed and having a business, you will find that, you know, if you you have your down times and you have your up times, um, you know, and we've, um, we, we've gone through some very difficult times in our lives, uh, you know, where business was not great the last recession that we had, um, you know, and so I talk from experience, um, you know, when I when I have said to people and the advice that I've given to people is that, um, you know, sometimes uh, we tend to look for things that we think we should be looking for. And mm-hmm. God presents other opportunities that you may not expect or realize during these times. Um, you know, so I always believe that sometimes, you know, we go through difficult situations um, to learn from experiences Um, it's not to break us down. It's not to punish us, um, but it helps us to grow and it makes us wise. Um, And, you know, that's where we've been as a family. We've had our bad experiences and we've learned from it and we've learned great lessons from it. Um, You know, and this is what I've been saying to the people that I've met recently, uh, you know, that are losing their homes or, you know, that have, uh, you know, have had people say to me, you know, we've had to decide, do we, Stopping our life policies in order to buy groceries, you know, I mean people are really going through tough times and I've said to them, you know what? there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a season of good. um, And there's always, you know, uh, there's always a new chapter in your life. So this will never go on forever. God will never let that happen. Um, Mm. You know, so, you know, just keep the faith and keep praying um, and realize, you know, you, you may be, you may have your own plans, but God has bigger and better plans for you. So, you know, just always remember that God is in charge, um, and uh, sometimes you you may be expecting a certain thing, and it may not turn out to be that way. Um, you know, you know it, it, I, I've just found in my personal life, that's how it's been. You know, I was always, you know, going through the difficult times and saying, God, why are you doing this to us? You know, or, why, why am I going through this? <laughs> And when you come out through the other side and you look, you look back, you think, okay, that had to have happened in order for me to be where I am today. So it's been amazing. Um, It's been an amazing journey. And, you know, I just say to people, you know, just keep the faith, keep praying, keep God at the center of everything.
0: Wow. Wow. I see Terry is just smiling and nodding and taking notes. Oh, I think you've muted yourself. Oh, yeah.
1: During this time of COVID-19, a lot of people are going through uncertainty. They'd planned their life. 2020 was supposed to be a certain way. And we said, just come and blindsided a lot of us. There are a lot of things that we don't have control of. But there are also things that we do have control of and those are the things that we need to start focusing on the things that are within our power to do the others that we don't because we don't know in two months time will you still will you be able to travel to maybe to the uk or not or to go on your holiday or would, would your company still be in existence or not these are all things that we don't have control over but we thank God that we have God on our side. So we need to know that just as Isaac prospered in drought, he is able to make all things, you know, good things abound to us. And he's able to make a way where there is no way. We need to start, just keep believing that our God is a God of miracles. We need to still believe in prayer. You cannot, I cannot begin to even tell you during this time of lockdown, just being connected to my family, my family church, you know, as a connect group, those prayers that we do for one another. I've seen God working. I've seen him changing my circumstances, even in business. You know, I also, one of our businesses is is, um, is in the hospitality where there was zero business coming in, but God made a way and we had such a like a miracle windfall coming through because of prayer. So we need to keep believing that God is a, is a God who still answers prayers. He still does a um, miracle connect to God's house. Do not be alone. do not stay in your own zone, in your own space. You know, now everything is on the palm of our hands with, with phones, with laptops on Facebook, connect to, I, I love listening to Pastor Andre. I love the connect groups. I listen to other the preachers as well, other people who motivate and lift us. So let, let's let's latch onto that and be connected. Do not, because I think even when animals are hunting, that animal that's you know like kudu or impala that's by itself, that's a loner. That the lions go for that one. So let, let's not, let's always stay connected. Not, let's be physically distanced, but not socially um, uh, distanced. And in terms of helping, um, I, I think every day it's, we, we, you know, our prayer to God is, should be God, how can I help today? What is it that you want me to do today? You've got the permission to stop me. In my program today to help the person that you want me to help. May you open my heart, may you open my eyes to see the needs um, that are around me. And I just want to say if you feel that you know what, this is for philanthropists, these are for (laughs) humanitarians. No, 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 It's for everyone. Helping is for everyone. You know, like you might know of someone who's hungry. You know, and to be able to give them a sandwich, a peanut butter and sandwich. So God uses the the weak things of this earth to confound the the strong, and uses the things that people think are so silly to confound mm. to confound the wise. So, you know. Start flourishing where you are planted. Bloom where you are plant- planted. Grow where you are planted. What's in your hand? Use that little that you have and you're going to see the amazing things that God can do to just, you know, grow and, and make impact out of the little that you have. The, the first place to start is to have a willing heart, a kind heart, a loving heart, a heart that wants to help. So
2: true. Mm. So.
0: I like
2: that.
0: Mm. I like that. Wow. Oh, thank you. I don't know, Michelle, if you wanted to add something. Thank you.
2: Yes. Um, um, no, no. So, you know, exactly. Um, I, I, I just uh, reinforce what Terry just said. You know, um, it's, during this time, it's, it's, you don't have to be uh, affiliated to any charity organization or whatever. You know, just, just give with your heart. Um, you know, it may just be a word of encouragement. It doesn't have to be monetary value. Um, you know, somebody just may need... Um, you know, true. a word of encouragement, you know, um, just pick up the phone and check how your friends are doing. Um, you know, they say charity begins at home, you know, check how your friends are doing. You know, I just find that, you know, um, within our social circle, um, you know, pride pride is a big thing. You know, pe- people won't reach out to you and say, you know what, I, I, I'm suffering. or oh, I need help or, mm. you know, I need this. Um, and what I've done personally is I've contacted my friends, my social circle and said, how are you doing? Um, You know, I am doing this charity drive. How are you doing for groceries? Um, You know, um, and it's, you know, it's been amazing just to be able to offer that because, you know, you don't realize um, that you may have somebody, within your family within your your you know your um, let's not say community because we are helping but like you know somebody w- within mm. your your social circle that that you just take for granted you know that they that they good or you know they working and and mm. you don't know their circumstances so so charity could be anything it doesn't have to be groceries it doesn't have to be you know it can just be offering a word of encouragement to someone i
1: think pastor wilma also mentioned it one of the Sundays that they are People within Rivers Church who don't have food, these are, um, you know, who come to church and they actually Mm -hmm. don't have food in the house and they have reached out to the church. And so it's so important what you have said, Michelle, that we should not take for granted, um, you know, the people who are close to us and the people that we know, the people we go to church with, that they might be struggling Mm -hmm. As well as we do the broader charity drives but there are others who are closer as well
2: yes yeah
0: wow wow, wow. thank you so much guys i really really appreciate thank it. you um, what a profound what an amazing 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 you know just sense of um connection and community and family and just caring that I think you guys have really brought. And I would encourage you for it. I will tie this together. I mean, if there's additional information that needs to be added, I'll include that in the post, but thank you so much. And keep doing these amazing things. You guys are changing the world, you know, and it's such a blessing just to know that there's somebody out there who is stepping out and making a difference and you're inspiring and, and, you know, lighting the fire in others. And, you know making even those who might be feeling like whatever the little they do might not be that significant they really just step out and just help the next person and i think that's all what we need at this point in time thank you again
1: thank, thank you so much, so much Tim like an amazing platform you keep doing what you're doing putting stories out there motivating <laughs> and inspiring um, others and we we i'm looking forward to seeing more and more of your platform being out there
0: Thank you again for joining us for today's episode. Until next time, this has been the Timothy Podcast.